And so do you think one day you want your your children to get into the financial services industry or do, or is it kind of like an open market or feel for them to do whatever it is they want to do? Um, it's a combination of both. And that's normally my answer for a lot of things. We say both of them in mm -hmm. our office, both of them. So mm -hmm. both this and both that, you know, mm -hmm. because I want them to follow their own dreams. I want them to feel free to do what they feel their gifting and calling is. But also I want them to understand, you know, mom and dad have gone through a lot, have worked very hard to get where we are. And we built this foundation, you know, so that you can continue to build on it. Mm -hmm. So it's always there for them. And we want them to be able to find their gifting and add to it. But also we don't want them to feel that this is what they have to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And where's husband Billups in, in this, in all of this process? It's so funny because <laughs> <laughs> I remember, you know, trying to force him very early on to work with me. But he has been a life, you know, a lifesaver. So those days when I was sick and I couldn't work and I couldn't drive, you know, I was like, you know, and actually I found out that he could do this business really well by mistake. One time when I was on one of those appointments where I was like, you know, having the Percocet, one particular time I must have miscalculated the dosage and the pain just started to kick in so bad and I couldn't drive. So I remember pulling over beside a diner, calling him. This is where I'm at. I can't, you know, mm -hmm. go to another appointment. I'm in so much pain. I have to come home right now. I was like, just meet me here. He's like, okay, I'll meet you here. You know, picked me up and we went home. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm like, wow, next week I already have these next appointments set up. I don't know what's going on. I can't cancel them because mm -hmm. remember, we're paying $40 a lead here. I'm like, I let alone <laughs> do I not have the money. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, lose money that I've already put out. And I'm like, I need you to go get a license and I need you just to, you know, you know, take care of this for the next week until we can figure this thing out. So being the supportive husband that he is and so great, he goes, gets a license, finds a school in New York over the weekend gets licensed in one day. I mean, this guy is pretty smart. Gets his license so that way on that following week on Tuesday, he could go to my appointments. I'm like, listen, wow. just say this and that. Have them sign here and don't forget the check. Okay, can you do that? He comes home and he's like, here, did I do it right? And I'm looking at the paperwork. I'm like, he actually did it right. Wow. I'm like, hmm. This actually could work. His license for what? what? Um, he had to get just an insurance license for okay. what we were doing when we started out. Okay. Right, okay. right. Okay. Yeah, Got so it. we were doing just fixed annuities, life insurance, um, long-term care, just very um, secure, protected type of things. Right. So that's all he needed to get, you know. Mm -hmm. So he was able to get that done. And so when he came home, and I was like, okay, hmm, keep that in the back of my log. Mm -hmm. And so started to send him out, and then it really worked. So his passion, he's an artist by trade. He's a fine artist. He does painting, mm -hmm. sculptures. He's a teacher. He's an administrator of a school right now. Mm -hmm. And so he's very much the educator, you know, a thought type of leader. But mm -hmm. he has really good connections and relationships and with a lot of different guys who are kind of the same breed, very much go-getters, um, but really care about their families and, you know, being a change agent. Mm -hmm. So where he comes in is really helping us with those relationships and building relationships because his best friend is our first partner and then his other best friend is mm -hmm. our second partner. So if he didn't have those relationships, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been there because I would not have known those guys. You know, I knew their wives, but gotcha. they weren't really in the business. They were there to support at home. Mm -hmm. But because of the relationships that he had and he continues to have. Mm -hmm. And then also he writes um, our uh, moral, our code of ethics. He has that. He mm -hmm. does the education for us. Also, he does our, um, a lot of the times when we need to sit down and really evaluate what's going on. Because mm -hmm. I'm such an A-type person, mm -hmm. I have to be careful not to come across as rude or not caring because I'm so driven. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure I, you know, show that sensitive side that I do care about people and I am trying to help them. 
but I really don't take a lot of excuses. So a lot of times when we're trying to figure something out, we're having issues communicating, we'll have a partner's meeting and it's like, okay, we got to bring the bishop in and that's his nickname, that's what we call him. <laughs> and he'll come in and he'll help us to dissect the problem. He's like, okay, this is what you're saying. This is what you're saying. So he's mm -hmm. kind of like our coach, but more for like the leadership team. So he's not producing. Sometimes he will, but he'll mm -hmm. partner with another advisor to kind of help them. Like a lot of times... We really try to help people with their life because we feel like mm -hmm. if your life isn't together, there's no way you're going to help somebody else with their life. So we'll know someone, hey, they just got married. They're going through a tough time. Spend the day with them. You know, mm -hmm. just go with them out in the field for the, for the day. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, this guy, he needs the bishop. He needs some help. You know, he needs to be on a prayer call. He needs to be motivated. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of our people, they're believers. So they believe in the Lord. They're Christians. Okay. And that's also an integral part of our business that we really want to make sure that we can change people's lives. Because if you can have, you know, all the success in the world, but if you don't have friends, you don't have love anyone to share it with mm -hmm. then what's the point mm, true so for any for any time that somebody's interested in you know looking to connect with you and basically saying look i want to sign up and you know move forward with working with you for you to handle um handle my money is there a, is there a uh entry entry level or dollar amount that they have to put in mm -hmm. uh, or is it, is it, you know? Yeah, and it's good that you really ask that. We call that a barrier of entry. And we talk about that when it comes to doing a financial plan as well as when it comes to starting your own business. A lot of times there's a high barrier of entry or a perceived high barrier of entry, which you know stops people from even taking the attempt. So our firm in particular, we do not charge a fee and there is no minimum requirement uh, to, in order to do business with us. Because we do customized planning, we figure out where you are and what you need, and maybe you just need to find, you know, better employment. Maybe you need to figure out, you know, how you can move into a, you know, a better household situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to downsize. I mean, we've told some people you need to sell your house and you need to be in a rental right now, or you need to pay that car off and don't get another. I told my client yesterday, <laughs> your loan is going to be paid off in March. You're not going to buy another Mercedes, are you? Because that's $700 a month that we can put back into this plan. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, I was thinking about this. And yeah, let's not do that. You're not ready for that just yet. So we do counseling and planning on all levels because we feel that, you know, even though today maybe you're not a millionaire, but by working with us, that's our goal to get you there. Mm. Yeah. And and that's really important because at the end of the day, you you do have certain instances where, you know, there's there's large companies, you know, hedge funds, and there there are there are, there are charge there are requirements in order to you know play their game, I guess you could say, in order to be able to be part of the the process in order to get to that level. Exactly, and but also that's why I believe our structure is so powerful. As a firm, we have thirty active advisors. And so we have advisors, you know, who may have been in the industry for less than a year, mm -hmm. and we have advisors who've been in the industry 30 plus years. And so having that leverage, you know, we can pair you with the right person who's going to be able to help you. Mm. Now I know we were talking offline about um, you know, some of the differences between men and women and and how um, you know, men may view money differently than women may view money. But, but what what are your experiences in terms of, I, I guess, f for those that are kind of walking into the door for, you know, your company? You know, are, would you say there's more men that's walking through the doors or more women? Or is it kind of like a balance? My answer, again, is both, right? <laughs> both of them. <laughs> so normally we have more men because men just normally seem to be the go-getters. When they mm -hmm. make a decision, they just want to do it, get it done. Like men don't go into the store and walk around and look around. They go to the store when they need something, they buy and they leave. 
Women, on the other hand, is like we like the hunt. We like to go around. We want to figure out, you know, what's going on, and we'll stay in the store a lot longer. That's why a lot of advertisers, you know, they gear their marketing towards women. Um, but what we've seen and what the trend is is women are outliving their husbands. So this year we made a commitment and we really focused on women and wealth mm. and helping them to, you know, be prepared. A lot of times women may not be completely involved in the finances in their household. But when that spouse passes away or they get sick, all that responsibility falls on them. So mm. they have to be educated. And usually women are going to outlive their husbands. Mm. Yeah. And and not not just that. It's, it's almost I think it's important to have that that um that scope or strategy in place to be able to pull women in is because at the end of the day they, they can influence their husbands to be on board so i mean exactly. if you can get you know you know the wife on board first mm -hmm. and and have that effective conversation you know she can go to her husband and say you know, look, this is what we need to do versus the exactly. other way around. And you're exactly right. And that's something that we do. Even if we're just sitting with one spouse, we will not move forward unless we at least speak to the other spouse and say, you know, I'll do a courtesy phone call. Like, hey, Samantha, I met with Greg today and this is what we're going to do. I just wanted to introduce myself running by you, but I wanted to give you my personal cell phone to let you know you can call me, text me, email me. Any questions, concerns you have, anything you don't understand, you reach out to me. And that's important, too, for the wife to feel comfortable. Okay, who is this person that my husband is dealing with? You know, are they professional? What are they after? So that mm -hmm. way they understand we have a strictly professional relationship, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So the advice I'm giving him is really to help you and your household, but I have to make sure I make that connection first with the wife. So mm -hmm. I would do, you know, we'll always follow back up with them, call them, and try to reach out to them. And then eventually, you know, I see the wives coming on board. But one thing, um, and we talked about a little earlier, when it comes to cutting back, a lot of times, us as women, we have a harder time cutting back in the spending. You know, the retail therapy is real. Yeah. And so you think about it, you go to a mall today, how many women will you see versus men? And um, I mean, I went through that experience myself and I shared a lot with people. I was a really bad retail therapy shopper. You mm -hmm. know, I just spent because I was young, I had money, mm -hmm. and spending like money is just going out of style, you know? <laughs> and it's. And I, I kind of blame it on my family because both my mom and my dad's side, people say I was spoiled. I say I was privileged. You know, I was like the first grandkid, the first great grandkid. So if I ever wanted something, I could just ask and get it. And I was always good in school, never caused any problems. So it was never a reason to say no. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're an adult, you can't just do whatever you want all the time. And so every day, going to the mall to buy stuff. And if, for me, the justification was, oh, I'm getting it on sale or I'm getting on clearance and it's a deal. And then, you know, it's like, how many dresses do you need? Oh, no, this is not the exact same one. The color's different. The pattern is different. And you continue. You can give yourself reasons in your head to justify what you're doing, even though you shouldn't be doing it. Now, I wasn't, you know, accumulating debt. I didn't have any credit card debt or store card debt. All my bills were still paid. But that money could have been allocated so much better. And so I tell a story a lot of times um, to my female clients and my potential clients and they really don't believe me. And I'll tell them this so they can understand. When I call you and tell you not to buy you know, those shoes, or I call and tell you you don't need an upgrade in your car, or you don't need to do another addition you know, to your house, or you don't need to remodel your kitchen. Your house was built in 2007. Why are you remodeling the kitchen? It wasn't mm -hmm. like built in 1910. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just spending money just because you have it to spend. 
And so I remember um, going through this process. This was before I had the finance company. This is, you know, working in finance um, in, the, in the banking system and making good money and having bonuses. And I knew, you know, how I did that quarter, what my bonus was going to be. So it was either going to be spent on a vacation or money or bag or clothes or whatever, you know, or my kids. So I wasn't, wasn't just shopping for me. I had two girls. Uh, we were all mm-hmm. shopping together. It was a family <laughs> event. Wow. Until one day, I remember... Um, getting a call from one of my favorite department stores and they said, you're our customer of the year. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what does that mean? They said, oh, we're going to do a private fashion show of our spring preview line for you and your friends. Wow. We're going to shut down the store, do a private showing of the spring. She said, we're going to start you off with a certain amount of money on a card. And then for everything that your friends purchase, we're going to give you 25% of that on the card. So at the end of the day, you're going to shop for free with whatever you know your friends have spent. And this was like a full department store that had like all my favorite clothing in it, that they were going to shut it down in the middle of the day. Mm. And so I had an entire day where I had all my friends coming, buying stuff all day. I'm like, listen, you're going to get 25% off everything, no matter if it's on sale or clearance. Mm -hmm. These are the name brands. You need to come here. They're open from 10 to 9. So all day I had people coming in just for me, all my friends and family just shopping, shopping, shopping. So think about how many, and I have a lot of women in my family. Mm -hmm. We are a matriarchal family. We, you know, have a lot of sisters and aunts. And so I had about, I want to say, between 100, 150 female you know, customers come into that store, just my friends and family wow. and acquaintances coming shopping that day. And I mean, it was great. People were leaving with so much stuff. Like, they're getting great deals. You know, they had food. They did a fashion show for us. It shows the spring preview line. And then I remember that time I had a Suzuki truck, and I had to make three trips to my house to carry and fit in all the stuff I had gotten for free from right. that store for my friend shopping. Mm-hmm. So wow. think about that. I mean, I had furs, I had boots, I, had, I mean, suits, jewelry. It was just ridiculous. And then, I mean, but to me, this was all great. This was right. just awesome. I was like, this is like, yes, we've made mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when Will shut down the mall for Jada, like, this is the <laughs> life, you know? <laughs> but then the voice of reason, here comes the bishop. Here comes my husband. He was like, I just wonder, to be customer of the year, how much did you have to spend? <laughs> and there goes my bubble <laughs> being burst. I never thought about what makes you qualify to be customer of the year. Like, I'm not asking questions. They said, I'm customer of the year. I'm customer of the year. This is what's going on. And then at that moment, sitting with all my loot I just gotten for free and thinking mm-hmm. about all the stuff my friends and family just gotten, I'm like, all right, I think this has to stop. This is obviously a problem. Mm, but wow. I didn't see it before. You know, it's just like, this is great. You know, I got something new. I, I mean, there I had so much stuff I could wear a different outfit and pair of shoes every day. I think the last time I actually had counted, I had 250 pair of shoes at that particular time. But for me, it was like, I give things away. You know, I'm not a selfish person. You know, I share with people all the time. We had a, at our first home, we had six bedroom home. You know, in East Orange, you have those bigger homes, a mm-hmm. lot of space. And because we had an extra bedroom, I convinced my husband to make it a walk in closet. Like, I wanted to have a closet like Kamora Lee Simmons, where I could sit down in the ottoman and kind of circle and look at all my clothes and everything. Mm-hmm. So it took him about a year, but he finally did it because I was mm-hmm. just taking up his closet space. So I had a spare bedroom that was turned into a full closet. So think about a small bedroom being a closet for someone. And I'm literally counting. You know, after I got all my loot and trying to figure out how I'm going to put everything, it got to the point where I didn't even have space, like, you know, with all the hangers. But I had everything organized. It looked like a little department store. So my Mm -hmm. girlfriends would come over. We would hang out, look through the stuff, see where we're going to go out and where. I was like, it was a whole, you know, event. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I got to change because I can't help someone else or tell them to change if I don't change first. But Mm -hmm. that's definitely the extreme. But think about how much money you're spending for things you really don't need. You, I mean, it's really not a necessity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you really think about it, like, I'm, 
it, it's very difficult from a man's perspective because from a female's perspective, it's really easy because it's like, oh, I'm going to the mall. Hey, you want to come to the mall with me? And you're not doing anything. You're like, yeah, sure, I'll come to the mall. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have just gotten paid or, you know, you may have come into a windfall of money because mm-hmm. that happens from time to yeah, time. because that's like an extracurricular activity. It became like a hobby and that's an expensive hobby. So then what yeah. I had to figure out, okay, where else can I go and do something fun with my friends and that not be our hobby? And then I joined a very nice gym. It's like a spa. I mean, it's I love it. Been there forever. I'm like a founding member. They probably have my name like engraved <laughs> in the ground. But now I have a lot of my friends and we go to workout classes together. You know, we'll spend time in the sauna together and just talking and catch up. And mm-hmm. then we'll sit down, we'll have a shake together. And maybe the shake is like five dollars. Like, whoa, I paid too much for the shake today. But you know, I worked really hard. It's a treat. Mm-hmm. But that right there, you know, is so much beneficial and so much better for you. And now you're also helping your body, you're helping your mind, you're connecting with people more. Because when you're shopping, yes, you're connecting, but you're so focused on what you're doing, you're really not connecting. But you know, when you're really sitting down, you know, after you've had a workout and you're just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, hey, what's going on with you? And we kind of have that time together. Now, e- e- even when you're shopping, because you, you told the story about your husband, like how, how how was he not dragged into that? No, he was at home. He refused to go. He's like, I'm mm. not going to a mall with you. And for me, it was great. I don't want you to go because now you're going to try to block me for what I want to do. You're just going to be an annoyance. Okay. <laughs> like he would never walk into a store with me. The, the only time he walks into a store with me is twice a year, once for my birthday. So I can pick what, what I want. And actually this year I'm so mad at him because he took me to the wrong store because now we're, <laughs> we went to Bridgewater Mall. They didn't have sacks. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to buy anything from Bloomingdale's. They got to be sacks. I'm like, so you still owe me that. I just actually reminded him of that earlier today. Mm. And then for Christmas. So instead of him trying to figure out a gift and I don't like it because I'm just a very picky person, I'm like, listen, figure it out. Let's go to a place. I go shop. And then that's my treat. So he does that with me twice a year. Other than that, he will not walk into a store with me mm. unless he has to buy something for himself. Hmm. Like gotcha. he needs a new pair of sneakers, but then he goes, he finds the sneakers, and then he leaves. Like he will not stay in the store longer than thirty minutes. Mm. Yeah, and I'm 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 with him. I'm like, look, uh, today's Saturday. I know what I want. It's kind of like an in and out process. I don't really mm-hmm. want to spend too much time here. That's it. But if I'm with my significant other, and we're just window shopping and we're just walking around and doing certain stuff, and and that's the only thing because part of it feels like peer pressure, and I'm not sure if that's why he doesn't want to be there but for me sometimes i feel it, it's a i feel like it's a good peer pressure because you're there you know you have a little bit of money on you mm-hmm. you might be in a nicer uh, a nicer mall and you're like you know let's say hey, let's go inside this this store i know we don't go in here often and you might you might you know be encouraged to to get one or two things from there mm-hmm. but um although it's not something that you set out to do it's just like all right you got back and say all right this this wasn't what i was expecting when i went to the mall I didn't think I was going to spend X amount of dollars, but you did. And mm-hmm. it's it's all part of the process. Yeah, and it happens. And I think just as long as you have control and you don't overdo it, I think that's okay. Like having a date night, taking a walk through the mall together, going in, you know, finding something great. I think that's really great because the most important part about it is that you two are connect, connecting as a couple. And you need that time to connect and to spend time, you know, together. And a lot of times women, you know, we like to hear, you know, hey, what do you think about this? Do you like this or not? So that's good. But it just can't be something all the time. And us as women, we can, you know, we have to shop for, you know, the groceries. We have to shop for our kids for back to school. So there are so many reasons why we already have to be in the store. When we add additional, you know, extracurricular time to be shopping, it's just money yeah. is coming out of the pocket. And then when you mm-hmm. do that with friends, guarantee you're going to spend twice as much than if you were by yourself. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. 
Now, Mike, you, you share stories about being in the um, the music industry and, and having a, <laughs> you know, creating a, I don't know if it's a persona, but basically, you know, creating an environment where you have to, you know, be the part, look the part in an industry yeah. that is driven by that. Yes, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough because you're around people that are competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I always, I feel bad. Like right now, I'm, I feel good because I'm not wearing my costume today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just, I was But that's to, important. It's true. And, and it's so crazy because... In certain environments, if you if you don't have that costume on, right? You're already judged. You're already judged. So mm-hmm. you're competing with people and, you know, from what type of watch you have on to what type of car you're driving. And that's the same in my business, too. You know, and actually today, um, I was telling that to our finance guy who helps us buy cars. Mm-hmm. So that's also something, too, that people should know. You can actually have your own finance person come with you to a dealership before you buy a car. I bought my last four cars from auto auctions, so I've bought it, you know, for mm. you know much lower. So I've gotten a lot of value from it. So that's also something, you know, with relationships being, you know, strategic with how you buy things. You don't have to blindly, don't ever blindly walk into a car dealership. Have a finance person with you that you bring, mm-hmm. so that way you can start to negotiate the terms in yourself. So today, my husband had to buy a new car, but because we had our finance guy with us. You know, mm-hmm. they did everything. They ran it by him. Okay, mm-hmm. let's make sure he's okay with this. Let's make sure these numbers. So instead of them trying to work directly with us, they worked with us, but the final negotiations he did on our behalf. Mm-hmm. So having that person with you is important. But I said that because I was talking to him about, you know, hey, I think I want to buy a truck next year. He's like, don't you have the BMW? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, why do you have that car? You should have something more like a Honda. I was like, listen, my husband, he can have the Honda. In the business I'm in, <laughs> I need to drive this hardtop convertible. First mm-hmm. of all, I bought this as a treat to myself because I worked really hard this past mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And I have red leather interior, nice red low lights. I mean, so I have it exactly what I want. But also it's true because if you're trying to go to a business client, the first thing you're going to look, you know, how are you dressed? What are you wearing? But you can still do that on a budget and you can still do yeah. that and be very smart about it. You don't have to go right into Chanel and buy, you know, full price. You can wait for when they have the sale. Or really, you can go to you know different thrift shops and secondhand shops because honestly, I learned that from a lot of my older Jewish women friends who helped me out a lot and told me what towns to go to for their consignment shops. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go to a town like Chatham, like you know Madison, and I'll get that same Ralph Lauren blazer instead of it being six hundred dollars. I'll get it for thirty five bucks. You know what's funny about uh, it's, this might have been two or three years ago. I was flying, I was flying to Miami. And this couple gets on the plane, right? And they have Louis Vuitton luggage. You know, the bags, the, the I handbags. always see at least mm-hmm. one couple with that when I'm when I'm traveling. And they walk past first class, they walk past the economy plus, they walk past economy, and they're sitting they're sitting by the bathroom at the end of the at the end of the plane. And I'm like, y'all could have got first class seats mm-hmm. with that money. Yep. Or invested it in something other than trying to look. Yeah, we call that wine taste, but beer money. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah. you know, it. I hate to say it, but it's like now when I travel, I got to have a bag because I'm competing with people that are going to have these bags. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's, it's annoying because really I'd rather just have a regular book bag, you know? Yeah, right. at the end of the day, to your point, it's just a look. And, yeah, it's all about and, the look. And, and you know what it is too. Also, I think when you get to a certain a certain age, you realize that it's not important. 
So, yeah. and, and and that's really the biggest learning learning lesson. Um, it's just that when you go through a process, or when you say, "Okay, I've experienced it before. I don't really need to do it mm-hmm. again." Then, then that's the part. Like, think about when you were when you were little and you had a toy. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, are you still playing with that same toy from when you were like 10, 11 no. years old? Like, no, you done moved on. You're playing yeah. with yeah. different <laughs> other stuff. So it's it's kind of like the same process. All the materialistic things are not what they seem to be after a while. You just said, okay, I wanted to buy this because at the time I felt like it was cool and this was something I really wanted to do. But it's not something that you're going to be tied to in the long run. Yeah, I think that it's both. I think that you have to, you know, look the part, but I encourage people to have their own signature look. Mm-hmm. So not just look the part where you have to continue to have all these different clothing and accessory. You know, what is your signature look? For me, my signature look is a blazer, jeans, and pumps. And mm-hmm. I pretty much wear that every single day, mm-hmm. you know, to every meeting. So I just need a few really good blazers, mm-hmm. a few good pair of jeans. And one thing that I do make sure of, I switch out my shoes once every six months. So I'll wear these same pair of shoes until I can't wear this hill. I can't replace this hill anymore. Mm-hmm. The fabric is coming off. But when people see me, that's my signature look. So it's not about me having so many different, you know, changes of this type of clothing mm-hmm. but is that when they see me they can recognize me and I don't blend in with the crowd so you're going to say oh she has that blue blazer like I normally have a blazer for summer this is my light summer blazer mm-hmm. I have one you know for winter I have a nice like a wool with the little elbow pads and a little pink flare under mm-hmm. the collar and I have one for like you know early spring and so I have those blazers that I will wear every day mm-hmm. and maybe the top would be a little different but that's my signature look so when people see me you know this that's my costume so kind of like a uniform yeah. but i have three versions of my uniform so yeah mm-hmm. i think the look is important but we don't we shouldn't think we have to be so extravagant or you know spend so much to have all yeah. these different versions of the look figure out what your look is think about zuckerberg his look is a hoodie and jeans but he has that same hoodie on <laughs> and what i've learned from my yeah. older friends who have money they will wear the same khakis and polo shirt Yep. Until there is like a hole in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, literally, I've had that wearing the golf course, and I see a hole in the pocket, and they're like, "Yep, these are my favorite khakis, and I'm going to keep wearing it." So yeah. as you yeah. get older, you realize those things don't matter. But as you're younger, and depending on the client you have to attract, it does matter to an extent. So I would say you have to do sometimes, you know, have your look together, but you don't have to explore, you know, splurge too much. Yeah. Just figure out a signature look. For you, how do you want to be defined? Like, think about you're the first lady, you're the president. You know, this is your, you know, you have your navy suit, your, you know, your black suit, and maybe your dark gray. But for you, you're going to change the tie out. So you figure out what that is. Like, my daughter, they have a certain uniform for school. But for her, maybe she likes the bows. So she would be called the Gigi bows, like the high ponytail cheerleader. Mm -hmm. So she wants to have a different bow. That's for her. Mm -hmm. And you just figure out what's going to be the different, you know, differentiator for yourself. Well, that's good advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to do that have my own signature. Yeah, I mean, your signature could be the bow tie or your signature Mm -hmm. could be like the suspenders. Mm -hmm. Think about something that nobody else is doing and Mm -hmm. you do it and be, like you say, to be that purple elephant in the room, stand out, and then going back to being a young African-American, I took that and I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to make sure you remember me. Instead of me trying to, you know, hide, you know, I went through a process where I felt like I always had to straighten my hair and then my hair fell out. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know, now I have to start over and I have to have my hair all natural because I damaged it so much mm-hmm. trying to fit in and look like everyone else. But guess what? I'm not like everyone else. I have to accept who I am. And if you don't like it, then guess what? You're not the person for me. But there mm-hmm. are billions of people in this world and I only need a couple of you. I don't need all, you know, yeah, yeah. seven billion of yeah. you. So you once you get that mentality and you're comfortable with who you are, figure out what your look is and go for it. Mm-hmm. And, re- and reduce your, reduce your, your, your materials. 
You don't need it. Go through a material inventory check as well. Oh, yeah. Before you buy something new, always look and see what you have. And that's my rule for my daughters. And Mm. they just did that last week. And my 13-year-old said, Mom, all I need is a new pair of Jordans. (laughs) Yeah, all she needs, right? And she needs a new pair of sneakers, and she Mm. needs maybe two or three pairs of jeans. But she has everything she Mm. needs. I'm like, because you're not really getting that much bigger. And you have so many clothes that you really didn't wear because you end up, you know, you have your favorite outfits and you kind of wear those over and over again. But now this is about being intentional and doing that same thing. Yeah. Mm. I had a talk with my son. He's a Star Wars fan. Oh, nice. And he, he collects the lightsabers. And I had to say to him, I'm like, son, it's the same thing. It's just a different color. Like, we can't keep buying these lightsabers. Like, and he figured it out. He's like, oh, okay. So I need to save. I need to just... I'm like, yeah, like, we, why do we need all of them, the whole collection, you know? Yeah. You know, you know what's a great learning lesson for, <clears throat> for children is, is wants and needs. I think that's a very, very good um, thing to teach children. Um, and sometimes when you, when you teach them, it, it's in the back of your mind, you're kind of saying to yourself, oh, I need to, I need to hear that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just a good reminder, but at the same time, you're passing on information to somebody that's going to, you know, realize that as they get older. Yeah, and there mm-hmm. are two games I want to recommend and I recommend to my clients um, that is really good about teaching your kids finances, about mm. making good choices, and about wants and needs. Uh, Dave Ramsey is a well-known um, financial guru, and he has a lot of different programs, and we mm. actually work and implement some of his programs as volunteers at our churches. Um, but he has a thing called um, Junior, Dave Ramsey Jr., and it's for mm-hmm. kids. And he gives them envelopes, and it's the money to save, money to spend, money to donate. Mm. And he also talks about having them be an entrepreneur. So that also will help you and gives talking points for parents. And it's about, you know, a kid named Junior who goes through these different processes so your kid can kind of see, hey, this is what I should be doing, Mm -hmm. you know, with my money. And then also a game that we play as a family is called Cash Flow. Have you guys ever heard of that from Robert Kiyosaki? Kiyosaki. That game is amazing. And so we love playing that game. And after we played it as a family, I mean, we, when we first got it, we played it maybe almost every night. And our kids, I mean, they were getting upset. They were getting frustrated. They said, man, I can't have all these babies. You know, I can't file bankruptcy. <laughs> this is hurting my budget. But it was taking them through real life experiences. Yeah, you know, yeah, and these yeah. girls at the time, we've had this maybe for about three years now. So at the time, they were 10 and 7 playing this game. We're like, okay, this is what happens. You know, you have more kids than you can feed. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, overextend yourself. You know, this is if you get all these loans, this is how much you're going to pay it back. And so they, I mean, they to the point where they would be in tears because they were losing. Like, but you know what? It's good. Let's continue to play. Mm-hmm. Then the night where they beat us, dancing, jumping, they're like, we won. We won the game. Wow. And now when you get to the point where your kids can beat you, that's a proud moment. Okay, yeah. now you understand what cash flow is. Yeah. That's almost, that almost reminds me of um, the game Life, in a sense, with <laughs> the kids. Monopoly, too. Monopoly, Monopoly as well, too. yeah. Um, I, I remember when I was like, I don't know how old I was, but my best friend and I, we were playing Life, and it was his mother and my mother we were playing. And for some reason, he had way too many kids in the car. <laughs> and he was just like, does anybody want to buy some kids from me? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like one of those defined... And everybody was just cracking up at the table because it... It was like it was funny, but it wasn't funny. But it was like a learning lesson. But yeah, it was like, just okay. a game at the same time. Yeah. But it's like to your point, you just you don't want to put yourself in that situation like that. Yeah. Like, exactly. 
uh, I feel like each kid costs like a quarter million dollars. Is, oh, that, is that what they say? Oh, yeah. And, and actually more yeah. than that over their lifetime because they yeah. never stop asking for money, even oh, when yeah. they're adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, And also one thing I try to live by is to have wisdom. Learn from other people's mistakes and choices so you don't have to learn from your own. The more mm-hmm. you can learn from other people's mistakes and the choices that they've made so that you can avoid it, the better off you'll be. Because mm-hmm. the time to recover from bad choices, you know, sometimes it can take twice as long. Yeah. You know, so try to learn from other people's mistakes and watch, you know, the way other people move and live. And, you know, people say one thing with their mouth, but the way they live and do things and the choices they make, that's what you watch. And those are the people that you ask to be your mentors for different mm-hmm. areas of your life. So if someone has a great marriage, that's who you want to talk to about marriage help. If mm-hmm. someone is doing great in business and thriving, that's who you want to talk about business help. If someone, you know, is just great with fitness and eating healthy, you know, I have friends who, I mean, they are so good with just making things that are gluten-free and healthy. I'm like, listen... I don't have time to do all that, but can you give me some <laughs> quick five recipes that I can do so I'm not just you know doing fried chicken for my kids mm-hmm. or just pizza on Fridays? So go to the people who are being successful in the areas that you want to be successful in. Yeah, mm. nice. All right, dope. And and for anyone that needs to get in contact with you and they're like, I'm inspired. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta talk to her. I need a conversation. You know, I'm I'm doing great in life financially or I need some help financially, or I'm right in the middle, or I just don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. How, how do they get in contact with you? Um, they can always look me up online. My website is rosbillups.com, R-O-Z-B-I-L-L-U-P-S.com. So it's always Roz Billups, and they can go on there. They'll see my contact information, and they can just give me a call, send me an email, no charge to have any type of conversation. Actually, we don't even charge any fees up front. Mm-hmm. We'll do a full plan complimentary. And we feel that if we do the right thing by people and treat them the right way, we'll earn the business. And that's the way we work. So there's never any fee. You know, sometimes I'll sit with someone and we'll have a meeting. Okay, how much do I have to pay you? I say, you don't pay me anything. They're mm-hmm. like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. Because if I do the right thing by you, I'm going to earn my money. But mm-hmm. I have to earn your trust first. So gotcha. that's how we work. Mm-hmm. Very important. Cool. We appreciate you being on the show. Thanks this was for very having me. Informative. This is great. <laughs> this is very informative. Thank you. Definitely. So everybody, once again, we want to thank you for tuning in to the Intelligent Creators Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Like us on all social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And connect with us on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. We'll see you next week.